guest was born in Mexicali, Baja, California, Mexico on May the 17th, 1966, and immigrated to the U.S. at the age of five with her parents and two younger brothers. She's the oldest of four children. She received her U.S. citizenship in May 1996 in Los Angeles, California. She is an Army veteran. She was deployed during Operation Desert Springs in um, support of operations enduring freedom to Kuwait with Fort Benning, Benning, excuse me, Georgia in 2002. She also was deployed as a brigade medic to Baghdad with Bulldogs Brigade from Fort Riley, Kansas, receiving several medals and awards, including the Global War on Terrorism Service and Expeditionary Medals. She served from 2000 to 2005 with an honorable discharge in May 2005. She received her BS in Biblical Studies from Wayland Baptist University, Phoenix um, campus in 2007. My goodness. She is currently a certified community chaplain and the chaplain for military women across the nation. She was a co-facilitator at uh, Mirna's place in Buckeye, Arizona from 2017 to 2019 is a ministry to help women heal from their memories. In addition, she worshiped at VO North Phoenix Church, where she serves in the children's ministries, women's ministry, and is training to help with the media ministry. She has one daughter, Tatiana. Shellman. Did I say that correctly? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Well, let's Thank welcome you. our guest, Trilogy Christian Publishing author, Maria Gastelum. Is that how you pronounce it? Gastelum. Yes, that's Gastelum. Thank you yes. for being on our show. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to talk about the reasons why I wrote my book. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, if you would do us the honor of praying us in, I believe in prayer. And yes. I think this is a time that we need to pray. Yes. Okay. If you're ready, you may bow your head and close your eyes if you feel comfortable. And I ask you, dear Lord, to have your hand upon us this morning as we deliver this message. We are all ministers of your gospel and we want to be part of the Great Commission. And um, you also in, you include those, Lord God, that are in the media. And I pray um, that the broadcast is um, clear to everyone, that there be no technical difficulties. And I just pray for your Holy Spirit to surround us with your peace, your love, and your understanding. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. All right. Amen. So we're going to go right into the questions. Yes. All right. So the name of your book is called It Takes a Brigade. Tell us why you named the book It Takes a Brigade. Yes. I, I will let you know that um, the complete title is It Takes a Brigade, 22 a day minus one on that one. And the part about um, It Takes a Brigade, I had that idea because 
when I was going through my MST, which is military sexual trauma, and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, I uh, you know, came across a lot of people in the community, uh, especially strangers, that helped me along the way when I was um, triggered or going through my, um, you know, my uh, crisis or my issues. Like, for example, if I was at a store and I was triggered, I would immediately, before I got any worse, I would immediately ask for a supervisor or manager and I would briefly explain what was going on. And um, they would put me in a safe place and would allow me to stay there until I felt better. Mm. And once I felt better, I uh, would leave in the place, whether it was the bank or the grocery store or department store. And um, I'm just really grateful for all those people that showed me compassion. And it was a way to thank them for for their help and their support during my time that I was struggling and hurting. And the part about um, 22 a day minus one on that one, I decided on that part uh, because there are 20 to 22 veterans that commit suicide on a daily basis. And that's, yes, that's alarming. That scares me. And that is more from what I heard that is more than during the Vietnam war era. And, um, that reminds me, I just want to share a little bit about the, the book of Psalm 23. The verse says, it says that, um, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and there are two type of veterans. There is the one who walks through the valley of the shadow of death, but he or she decides not to stay there. They're the mm. ones that get help, that continue on with their life and, and achieve some type of victory from the war memories and triggers and everything that's associated with PTSD and depression. Then we have the one who walks through the valley of the shadow of death and gets stuck there. And unfortunately, that's the one that decides to go through with the suicide. And that is the reason why I, I named it takes her brigade 22 a day minus one on that one and well i am that one part of that one that didn't go through with it i i'm the part i'm the one that walked through the valley of the shadow of death but i decided not to get stuck there and that's the reason behind the name of my book well i praise god that you did not get stuck there and that we are having this conversation because I believe there's a lot of people out there that's still going through these disorders, these this trauma. And I think your book is a help to the community. All right. So what attracted you to this type of story? In other words, why did you write this story now? I wrote it now because um it actually, it took me several years to write it. Uh, at first, uh, I had the idea when I went to a woman's Bible study, and we were reading the book of Joyce Myers, and the title is Battlefield of the Mind. Yeah. That's when I began to search for a way to heal, and that also gave me the idea that one day I was going to write my story of my journey through PTSD, and I just... I just wanted to help someone. I knew that my story could help someone because I believe that our testimony is, is a weapon that the devil doesn't want us to use. Yes. I believe so too, ma'am. I believe so too. So if you had to choose one chapter, what is your favorite chapter within the book and why? 
Oh, yes. This is exciting. Um, And I'd be glad to talk about it because it's chapter two, church life. Because um, in the midst of everything that was going on in my mind and what I was going through, I still continued to go to church every service that was available throughout the week, whether it was a Wednesday night service or the Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Plus, I helped out in um, the children's ministries. And um, I realized that when I help others, it helps me get into a place where I can achieve some type of accomplishment and success. Uh, As a veteran, uh, we seek a mission. And we're used to that because when we're in the service, we have a mission that we need to complete on a daily daily basis. So um, uh, we have a mission. And and the Bible talks about... um, having a, a, a mission and a vision. Well, actually, I'm, I'm not sure about the the mission, but there it does allude to the fact that we all have a mission to do, and that's the Great Commission. And um, it does say in the Bible that without vision, you know, people will perish. Yes. I just wanted to be able to share that with everyone that uh, as a veteran, we seek for a mission to complete, and uh, that helps to... Um, fill this void that we have, you know, of, of completing a mission. And so we veterans, we're very mission oriented and we like to get the job done. That's what I'd like to share with you about that subject right now about chapter two, church life. Can you unfold the nuggets, the principles that govern your book for people, especially those in the military to become healed physically, mentally, and emotionally from the from MST and PTSD symptoms. I think that's very important. Yes. The the two main nuggets are the well, the first one is faith, to have faith, because faith gives you hope. And I live in the city of Phoenix, which is, you know, you know, the capital of, of the state where I live. And every day I see people. Um, that have lost hope because I believe that faith gives you hope. And so I see a lot of people in the streets pushing a cart with their belongings. And the Lord shows me that these people have lost hope. And um, usually when people lose hope, it's it's very difficult to get out of that status, but um, it's not impossible. And God can um, help uh, us get through that. He is one of the, you know, he, he's the main nugget behind that. But um, yes, the, next, the next one is um, forgiveness. Uh, when you forgive those who have hurt you to the point where you're living a life of misery, um, when you forgive them, it, it does several things to you. It gives you a peace that only God can, can fill. And it also releases you from being captive in your own mind with these uh, ideas and things that are not aligned according to God's scriptures. According to your book, you experience a huge, deep degree of loss during your time in the military. It appears that your worldview was different than the worldview you have now. Can you explain to us the difference between the worldview you had when you were in the military from the worldview you have right now? Yes. Well, I'd like to start um, that question by answering that um, I always wanted to be an American soldier. I remember being a little girl and playing with the plastic 
army men. Okay. And um, what my my worldview while I was um, enlisted was that um, I I knew that I was there for that time and that season to be a, a medic and a soldier and also a spiritual director to some of the my um, my uh, peers. And, and superiors, and I also had the nickname of the Rev, so that helped me to minister to people. That's what happened. Um, I was called the Rev, and um, and I, I um, helped out a lot of servicemen and women that were out there that were afraid, they feared, and once they got finished talking to me, they would leave and go and do their jobs. Wow. You know, they do their mission. Okay. Well, you you also, but in your book, you did uh, mention that you was going through a deep degree of loss. Can you explain a little bit of that? Uh, yes. Yes. When you when someone experiences a loss, there's like a void that um, needs to be filled. And a lot of times, we search for creatures of habit. So we search for a way to fill that void, and it could be things that are not safe for us that are not healthy for us be it um you know in our bodies you know physically or emotionally you know so we we have um a lot of things that that we go through in life and so the lord showed me one day through prayer that i needed to fill that void with his ideas with his beliefs and his his values and when you have a loss, you, you want to replace it with, with um, something. But there's the good news is that um, God has the answer for us. It's, it's through his son, Jesus Christ. And yes. we can feel that through his, through his son who died on the cross, not just for our sins, but for our infirmities. Because when he was up there on the cross, he, before he said it was finished, he did endure every single sin, every hurt, every pain that we endured. So it was all left at the cross. My goodness, my goodness. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He died for all of us. Yes. All right. And so the next question is, every person watching and listening, including myself, have been challenging our faith. Help us to understand how you transformed from a person of huge loss within and out of the military to a person of victory and how you have overcome those challenges that tried to hinder you when you was going through the process. Okay, yes. Um, well, it, it, it took a while because I, um, I had to, to go through a lot of things. I went through a lot of um, professional counseling, uh, and I, um, so what I did is I surrounded myself also with things of God and anything that had to do with God and his kingdom. I attended church uh, for every service. I read a lot of faith-based books um, from famous authors, Christian authors, and not so famous on subjects um, from different genres and also on uh, deliverance, healing, and how to break generational curses. And what I did and when things were trying to hinder me, I would just look up at the cross and what Jesus did for us uh, up in the cross. You know, he died on, on the cross for our sins and everything, just as I mentioned earlier. And I learned in college that um, when you want to succeed in a class or, or any class, uh, you surround yourself, you drown yourself with that subject. Like, for instance, if you 
want to learn Spanish, you get a flag of the country of Spain because that's where the language originated. You read books on different genres in Spanish. You even watch TV in Spanish. That will help you to succeed in that subject. And I took that um, idea in my life when I needed to get some type of victory and healing. I decided, well, this is what I'm going to do. You know, if I love the Lord, even though I'm going through a crisis, even though I'm going through these things, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, um, to, um, going to do this. So that's, I guess I hope, I hope that answers your question. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, the next question is what can every person watching and listening to this interview expect to receive from your book? That you are not alone, that uh, everyone goes through things in life, and that you are, we are created in his image, and he didn't create you to be where you are. He didn't create you to be stuck. He created us to be like him, to be holy. And so when you are not complete, when there's something going on with your body, with your mind and with your spirit, you are not whole. Um, you're not whole. You're not complete. So um, I just want to, to let everyone know that you are important. You matter. You're valuable. And God loves you. And um, you can get through this. Um, I, I, it took me many years to get to where I'm at today. But just keep uh, going through the valley of the shadow of death. Just don't get stuck there. And if you need help, um, you can go online and... Uh, Search for um, the crisis uh, hotline, and someone will be there. There, there are so many people that can help. There are many professionals out there who, that's their job is is to help you get through this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Why don't you do this? Explain to us what is MST and PTSD. MST is military sexual trauma, and that's when a service member has been um you know sexually assaulted and um they go through things in, in, in their mind and part of it is ptsd so PTSD, mst and ptsd are connected together usually if a if a service member or veteran has uh, was sexually assaulted in the military they still they go through military sexual trauma and also post-traumatic stress disorder so that they have a double whammy the ptsd is the post-traumatic stress disorder and that's um that's a conglomerate of a lot of things and it could be triggers it could be memories it could be you know things that are going on in someone's life that'll just remind them of what happened when they were in the military. And it, it does things to your mind. It changes your mindset. And it, it and I have experienced that um, those awful things that go in the mind when you're going through PTSD, it's not a pretty thing, you know. Mm. And um, I just want to let everyone know that it is real. I lived through it. And I um, did what I needed to do to reach to the point where I'm at today, where I um, achieved some type of triumph. Okay. Now, in your book, it said that you went through the MST, um, military sexual um, trauma. Um, how many people go through that? And how many, um, how has it 
affected you um, during the course of your military life and how has it changed you now? Um, actually, I believe that I'm just going to guess that maybe four, three, three or four out of five uh, service members, um, I'm going to just say women because it's predominantly in the women uh, veteran population. They, they go through military sexual trauma. They're the ones, there are two types. They're the ones that um, don't, don't report it and stay in because they wanted to serve their country and for other reasons. Then they're the ones that are, they get discharged because they're no longer able to perform their job. Mm. Uh, Why is counseling so important for people, even Christians who have experienced MST and PTSD within the military? Oh, yes. Um, yes, I'll be glad to answer that. Um, it's I believe that it's important for those who have been through MST and are go and are going through also it and going through PTSD to seek counseling if you need it, because th these are professionals that will give you um, treatments and tools to use in a time of crisis. For example, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and then there's, um, there's tapping, which is a form of Chinese pressure points. And um, mm. it's a combination of that and modern psychology. What you do is you just tap, like for example, right up here. By your right above your eyebrow, and then there's another one that you can do um, um, by the side of your eye, and then one underneath your eye, and then underneath your nose, and between your lips, and then your chin, and then there's another one that you do like by, by your chest. Okay. Um, that's just part of it. There's there's more tapping, but I'm just giving you a little slice of what tapping is about, about. and that helps with depression pain, anxiety, panic attacks. It helps with a lot of mental issues, a lot of emotional um, problems. It, it, it really does help. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you have it. Trilogy, Christian publishing author, Maria Gastilium. Well, can you please pray for the people who are watching and listening to this interview right now who is struggling to get help for MST and PSTD, especially for those who were soldiers or are soldiers in the military. Yes. Okay, if you're ready, you may bow your head, close your eyes. Dear Lord, forgive us if we offended you or anyone. I humbly come to your throne room and I pass through there to your arsenal room and sign off all the weapons that we need for this warfare. I understand that we're fighting a fight that is carnal, that is not carnal, but it's spiritual. I ask that you heal those who are going through PTSD or MST. I, I pray for emotional healing. It says in your word um, in Ephesians that we should carry the full armor of God. I pray that you design an armor of light, especially for them, so they can don it and be prepared to fight for all the battles that come their way. I also pray for those service members, veterans that are dealing with moral injury, and I pray that you heal them, my Lord God. I, I pray for the balm of Gilead 
for complete healing in their bodies, mind, spirit, and soul. I thank you for all these wonderful things that that uh, you're going to do in everyone's life. I pray for more victories to be heard and more testimonies to be told out there with those that are listening and watching. I, we thank you for everyone that was available to hear this message, this interview. And we give you all the glory, my Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you again for being a part of the TCPAG video podcast for we write by faith, not yes. by sight. Yes. You take care, okay? Thank you. You too. Goodbye.